Welcome to another edition of the AroundTable.ca podcast. I am your host, Phil, also known as Corporate Gamer, and with my guests this week, uh, which is the normal panel of Steven, Gio, or Johnny, yeah, and Sir Dino. Who, sir? I don't know about Sir, but Dino, yeah. Bye. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how are you guys doing? Good. Great. Not bad, not bad. It's been a while. Well, we're we're going for the the <clears throat> quarterly podcast every <laughs> every four months. We're we're hitting the target. <laughs> we're, hitting the target. we're good. Damn, we're getting good. <laughs> we're on a roll. We're in tune with Hollywood. <laughs> 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 um, all right. So this week it's going to be uh, a bunch of different topics that we just wanted to shoot the poop. So the first topic that we're going to be talking is um, last. Uh, actually, it's been. At least two, three weeks now. Yeah. I went to see uh, Paul McCartney uh, on the Freshen Up tour. And uh, where did you go see him? At uh, the Bell Center in Montreal. Yeah. Um, I hope sold so. out. Sold uh, sold out. I had uh, our tickets were um, about one twenty five Canadian, which is basically it's it, you're in the you're still in the top bowler. A nosebleed. Yeah, the nosebleed, <laughs> but. Uh, we walked out of that that concert thinking that we owed money. That's how good the concert was. It's rare that you pay that much for anybody nosebleeds, yeah. and you walk out of there going, "Holy Still, shit!" Fully satisfied. Yeah, like it wasn't. It was insane. Um, this is the second time I went to see Paul McCartney. I've been lucky enough to go see him twice. The first time, um, it was a three-hour show with an intermission. This time around, he started slightly later. Um, and he he didn't have any intermission. It was three hours of him playing music, everywhere from the Beatles to Wings to a solo career, um, and some of his new material that he, uh, Egypt Nation uh, Egypt Station. Station. Yeah. Um, he played more rec- He played more off his new album than normal. Um, he played four songs. I don't even know the, the like all the songs, but he played Fayou, Come On to Me, and two others. But they were spread out. It's not like he had a section for the new material or whatever. Um, it maybe was not as structured, but everybody was involved. So even if you didn't like those particular new songs, you didn't have. It wasn't drawn out. It wasn't like you had. You no, know, he had to wait twenty minutes before he started playing old stuff again. Uh, he played his all his classics. You know, been on the run. Uh, the best song that he played um, was "Live and Let Die." I love that song. With. But the pyrotechnics, the, the yeah, I heard the, about the, that. Yeah, the the the, the patals. The, oh yeah, I heard about the yeah. Yeah, explosions. The fireworks. It was because I was talking to my buddy. I'm like, oh, like we were all staring at each other, going, oh shit, you know, live and let die. But we didn't expect the pow. Yeah. So it's like da na na pow da na na pow da na na. But the thing is, the building shook. Wow. Like to the point where we were like, "What the fuck is happening?" <laughs> like holy, and it was really fast paced, and it was like holy shit. Um, well, on the review that I wrote, I actually there's a video that somebody had taken from it, and yeah. it doesn't do it justice because in the video you just hear like yeah. pow, da-na-na, pow, but when you're there, like when you're there physically, the building shook. So the echo. But it's that. the only time where you see that. It's the only song he didn't do it for any other song. And the last time I went to see him, I don't remember him doing that. No, I don't think so either. Because I was there too for the so, last show. So he got gutsy. Eh, it was good. He played the he played a few heavier songs. He played Helter Skelter, which yeah. still sounds good. 
the thing is, when you're there physically, a lot of people say that he's lost a bit in terms of his voice. If you listen to him, like with all, like no regular live album, you may hear it. But when you're there live, he sings just as good. The band is just as good. He sings just as good. He sang yesterday. He sang um, uh, Blackbird. Um, it was really it, an acoustic. It's just him and his acoustic guitar. He sounded great. Um, I mean, if you have a chance to go see him at least once in your lifetime, I would say go because he's 76. Yeah. yeah. And he still passes in Montreal. Every time there's a tour, he happens to come to Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. Those are the three main Canadian cities he goes to. So I'm hoping that maybe at one point he will do it. The only slight disappointment that I have with the concert is that I would have liked to hear something from Flaming Pie. Um, it seems that it's an album that he wants either to forget or he doesn't consider it as, nobody considers it a classic. But there's great songs on that album. And for me personally, it's his last great album that he wrote from beginning to end. It's not like you have two songs that are the radio-friendly stuff and then the rest. It's it, it, it was a full, complete album. And it's a shame that he doesn't actually do that live. But it doesn't mean that the show wasn't good. It was, if it was basically taking the best hits package from Paul McCartney throughout his career, and he doesn't stop. He talks here and there a few times. And he does an encore, which lasts about 20 minutes. So he leaves... Obviously, okay. people know, but it's the old school, right? Yeah. All the old school guys do that. The new, the new bands don't necessarily do that anymore. Um, I went to see Def Leppard; they did that. I went to see Iron Maiden; they did that. Um, Alice Cooper as well. Now Paul McCartney. But if you go see the new bands, like the Killers, um, that's pretty much the last time I went to see a new newer band because uh, it was in the Metropolis. It was like cardboard cutouts with a CD. And then you like, <laughs> and basically, if I would have listened to it at home, it would have been the same thing. Um, they didn't move on stage; they didn't really, really engage with the audience. Paul McCartney speaks to the audience. He spoke French. He does that all the time. Um, he actually there was one of the light, one of the parts of the show that was lighthearted was um, he always invites. So he has people, yeah, people with signs and stuff like that, and he picks one of them to come on stage. So there was an, the two Asian girls that came on stage and she was freaking shaking. You saw she was like shaking her hand like really, really badly. And he's like, oh, don't worry. Everything's fine. What's your name? <laughs> my name is Yoko. And he, oh, but my it, God. But it's his face. Well, that's a beautiful name. <laughs> um, I don't know if that was impromptu or not. Like it was, I don't know. Like it looked a little bit too staged. To okay. it, but I, I don't know if that was true or not. But it was a ni nice, lighthearted moment at the end. Um, and the last part of the show, he played the Helter Skelter, and he still could freaking rock. And the band that he has with him is still amazing. Now, the drummer's still great. And this time around, he actually had a brass <clears throat> section <laughs> with trumpets and stuff like that. Wow. So that's why, yeah. like, Live and Let Die was, like, was really intense because he had, like, not a full orchestra. It was, no, maybe, but, yeah. it was like maybe 10, 10 12. Uh, well, that's enough to have a section. lot of. Uh... But it was just like, the, to me, that song live beats anything I've gone to see in terms of a big act, like a, a, no, a triple A act. And he doesn't take his fans for granted. He ju You just see that he loves his fans and he loves to perform. And he doesn't, sh you know, it's it. I went to see him twice. And I'm, you know, other people say the same thing. 
He gives three hours in Montreal. He gives that same three hours in Toronto. He gives three hours no matter where he goes. It he doesn't because some bands sometimes it depends what tour they go on and sometimes oh, it's like an hour, an hour and fifteen minutes and then uh, let me get out of here and get me go to the next city. And I think because he does so little dates, because it's 10, 12 dates or something like that, um, he can do that and then be off for two, three days before he does another show. No, if he goes and travels a lot. So he has that luxury of, of having that. Whereas the new bands, it's like you have to do 100 shows and 150 nights and you travel all over the place and, and stuff like that. Um, well, I think at this point, he probably does that now because he likes... He likes to be in front of a crowd. He likes to give the show. Yeah, because he doesn't need the money. Yeah, that's for sure. So that he does it because of the love. The of love, the, yeah. The, the love of sure. it. Yes. It's not because he wants to make money and he wants to do 100 dates in the, in the year, you know, type yeah. of thing. And he still, you know, to a point, um, he still likes to do to create music. You know, he still comes out with albums on a regular basis. Um, maybe not as close as it used to be. It's not every two years, but he still comes out with albums. Like this year, he came out with Egypt Egypt Station, which is not his finest work, but it's in the middle of the pack. It's, it's okay. It's a good it's, album. It's a good album. It's a, good album. It's a yeah. solid album. I mean, I, but I think he's been on a roll since Flaming Pie. Um, for the most part, most of them are pretty good. Like Flaming Pie is great. I thought um, the album from twenty fourteen or twenty thirteen. It's called New. Yeah. That from back to front, I thought solid songs, um, underrated. I thought uh, Memory Almost Full is pretty good as well. Uh, there's some really good songs there too. But Egypt Station is solid. And I'm glad he played four songs at least because in the last tour, he, when I was there, I think he only played one song off his latest record. But I think a lot of the people that, a lot of, like I know from my buddies, they kind of didn't really know that he had a new album that came out. And... And that's the thing about Paul McCartney is that there's different parts of his career. You either, some people like just the Beatles, some people like just Wings, some people like his solo stuff, some people like everything. Um, and um, he manages to create a show where everybody feels involved. There's not a part of the show where it's long and you're like, ugh. The three hours, like, it yes, really fast. it passes really yeah. fast, but you get out of there going, holy shit. That was a three-hour show, and he played pretty much all all the hits that you can think of. From, and he still probably left a, and, about a twenty of them out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's a He's ton a, of songs. Yeah, there's so much. Because uh, the guy's got, I mean, just the Beatles alone, he could do a show. He could do a three-hour show with all the Beatles songs that he did. Yeah, absolutely. But the, you know, but the thing is, you're saying before, because maybe your friend is he doesn't know any of the new songs that the, that Paul McCartney uh, sang. It's because radio stations don't play it. Exactly. FU, they're all talking about it. Even like Choma, I listen to it. Oh, that's a new song. Is it? I haven't heard it yet. The, to, be honest, to be honest, I, I'm surprised that became the single off the album. Because I find it's, after a couple of listens, I, it's still the weakest on the album. I personally think. The Come On To Me is actually pretty good. That one I like a lot. Live was actually, it, that live was, sounded really good. <laughs> and another thing, Although I don't think Egypt Station is a great album, the song sounded better live. Which, like, is, which is rare. Right, which, which is very rare. Yeah. Well, I, I personally found that they were a little bit rockier. I think it's because it was live and you can hear the guitars a little bit more. It just sounded a little bit heavier. That was just... I, I don't know if that was my perception. So for, no, no. Make it, but for you, it was the live was better. And whoever... I don't care... 
which band comes to Montreal. I don't know who does the soundtrack, but they should fucking hire them. <laughs> I went to see Iron Maiden, and it was horrible. It sounded like n- noise. Like, okay, I'm a metal. I like metal. But that sounded like a bri- like a ton of bricks hitting you. The, the speakers were crackling and stuff like that. Paul McCartney, it's like, take a, take a vinyl, perfect sound. You know, from, from the guitar, you can hear individual guitar, you can hear the individual drum, you can hear his voice. He hired pros. Well, obviously, well, it's not heavy it. metal, so it's more. It's only yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't true. matter. But That's you know true. what? He played Helter, Helter Skelter, yeah, which is pretty go. damn freaking yeah. heavy. Yeah. And you know That's what? It. it was fine. Go watch um, he- uh, Metallica. Metallica sounds great yeah. live. True. And they're a heavy metal band, especially the you no know, uh, Master of Puppets. It's a freaking great heavy song. But I mean, it, 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 the soundtrack sucks. Yeah, you can, exactly. It's, it's, especially for metal acts, you, you're gonna you're gonna hear that it, it sucks. But for him, it's it, it's amazing, and I don't know who does it, but they should freaking hire them for every band that comes to Montreal. Maybe maybe, that, maybe it was his own people. Maybe his yeah. own people, exactly. Yeah, it's pro- probably. I think it is, and it was the same, and it's the same thing. I don't know if it's the same people or the same company, but it was the same sound as when I went to see him last time. It's probably his own people. It's probably yeah. his own people. Probably, they go with him. Yeah, he probably just brings his own engineers, and that's it. But also the belt centers is good for acoustics. Also, it depends who goes and plays there. And the, most of the, most of the most of the the acts that play there, the acoustics are pretty good. Well, compared to the old. Again, it, ca- they... it comes down to the, the soundtrack too. So yeah. when I went to see Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden, it was the bell center too, right? It was bell center. So there, the, the opening act was Alice Cooper. And Alice Cooper. Oh yeah, and yeah. Alice Cooper was fucking amazing. He played. Obviously, it was an opening act. He played for an hour, an hour fifteen. That's still pretty good. He played his top 10, 12 songs. You could have... He's getting old too. He's not young anymore. No. You look at him on stage, you would think he was a young guy again. Same show that you would have seen in the 1980s and, you know, with the big puppet, the big guy, the big giant that walks on stage and stuff like that. Same thing. Awesome. Right after, you had Iron Maiden. Holy shit. (laughs) I couldn't... I couldn't... Even with earplugs, it was... Too freaking loud, and at that point, you didn't even hear the the rhythm of the you music. Didn't yeah, do it no more. So it was like I left. Like we, I listened to half the set, and I couldn't take it anymore. Some people were there; they were freaking head banging, and I'm like, uh, "All right, <laughs> have fun." Um, and I was in, in one of the 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 large there boxes, the boxes, boxes yeah. um, for that one. But again, it comes down to the sound check. If the sound check is done well, yeah, the bell center is great. Yeah. If it sucks, well... Yeah. There, see, Alice Cooper, his crew did a great job. And Iron Maiden, the guy, he, he wanted to But you his... figure Iron Maiden's been... It's not, it's not like their first tour. They've been around for a yeah, long time. Yeah, but it depends. I, if... th- you, I find it a bit dis- disappointing that yeah. you pay for... like. See, that's another one where you... That's one that you pay like... You would pay 100 bucks to go watch the show and you're like, eh. Yeah, okay, you see like... When Paul McCarthy got at 125, you're all the way in the... I meant, you know what? I would pay again. And my, my one of my good friends, he he, he said it. Um, he goes, I feel like I owe him money. <laughs> like I would I would have paid more. That's the biggest compliment, huh? Yeah. But he makes you. That's the thing about the show, and it's rare you see that nowadays. He makes you feel as if you got your your money's worth. Yeah. And, and I think yeah. and I think he understands that tickets are expensive now. Yeah. And he has he has to give you a little bit more, and he just he's he just he's just a showman. Like it's he's old bit, school. He's, he's old, old school. school. That's what I was about. It's like Alice say. Cooper. They were they were born to do this, right? They've been doing this for how long now? It's like second nature. But 
they were because they were made in a time where there was no internet and there was no yeah. YouTube. So you they had to, to prove themselves live. You had to make a killer show and you get Concert no or concerts, right? Yeah. And, and then you just build off that, right? So these guys worked at it. So now it's become second nature. But for us, it's amazing. But these guys, that's the only way they know. Because they, they had to build that reputation. Because yet that time, you had albums to sell and you do a show. That's the way you made your money. And if you didn't do a good show, nobody's going to go see you and your career is finished. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, and, and don't forget those days, those guys, there's no such thing as videos. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, um, Paul McCartney said something that was actually pretty interesting on The Tonight Show. He's like, when we first started as The Beatles the way that an album used to get created is you had a bunch of singles, you used to release a bunch of signal, singles, and then when you had enough, you released, you, you released yeah, an album. album yeah. And he's like, we're going kind of back to that. At one point, you had you created an album and got singles off of that album, but he goes, now with like downloading individual Steaming songs and stuff like that, it's kind of coming back to that, and you have impromptu albums that come out of nowhere. Like, you know, Eminem album comes yeah. out of nowhere. You yeah, they're have, all coming out with uh, R&B as I think, well. I think now you have uh, Usher, I think, that just came out with yeah. an album this week. Like, completely surprised. Nobody knew about it. Um, Kanye so, West there came Kanye, out. Yeah. So it, well, it, it's true because, because for example, Brenda Van Fleet and the Strouts, they came out with the one, two singles already out. The, the, their, their CD didn't come out yet, but they're going to come out soon. So it's coming like back to the olden days, like one, two, three singles. And they come out with, with the CD. But also, it's a little bit different, too. You have a lot more avenues. Yeah. Like before, the the the, um, the the band, now, even if you're an amateur band and you suck, you can promote yourself on YouTube. Yeah, you, you can have a You have tools available to you that you're able to pretty much, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great uh, groups and bands that are not super popular, but they have, they may, you know, they, they have huge followings on YouTube. Boyce Avenue is one of them. Uh, there's a few other, a few, a few others. Dead Daisies. The Dead Daisies. The Daisies. <laughs> that uh, was that was a good show. That for twenty dollars. Yeah. I mean, you got your money's worth. Three bands. More. All three bands were good. Yeah. yeah. So who who were the who were like you had the Dead Daisies? Obviously, that was the main. You had a Montreal. Show. You had a Montreal. Group. I can't remember that. I forgot their name. Wait, uh, and then you had the one from uh, Guns N' Roses. Roses. Yeah, uh, Hookers and Blow. Yeah, yeah, Hookers and Blow. It's a Dizzy from Guns N' Roses. That was a Saturday night in the eighties. Yeah, that's it. That was my. That's my Friday weekend. Uh, that's my Friday nights. Uh, and the third guy, I forgot what they were. They were pretty good. They Montreal. Were all, they all sounded like. 70, 80s band. 70, 80s. No, no, 80s and 90s. 80s, 80s and 90s. 80s, 90s, 80s, 90s, 80s, 90s, 90s sorry. But 80s, the, the, the Daisies were really... I that's I discovered them the weeks before. They were going to watch the, the concert, so I listened to their albums on Google Play and, and really surprised that it's actually... these It's rock music that we all love. Yeah. And it's newer stuff that's coming out. Well, all these guys, they've been, they've been around. Yeah, and they've been around I for... I mean, it's the guitars from Whitesnake. Yeah. Uh, the guy John Crabb used to be with Motley Crue for a little bit. Um, uh, the drummer, I forgot where he, uh, drummer's from Journey, yeah. And um, the bassist has I forgot where he's from, but he's the guy who keep this band going for the last few years. But they're they've been getting better and better as they get along. And, and they're touring with Kiss. I mean, they're on the uh, the crew uh, Kiss cruise. Yeah, so they're doing the, their stuff with them. So but, I mean, they it was. Re- a great 20, like and that for us like that twenty dollars <laughs> for me was a steal. 
Yeah, I felt like, guilty. I felt guilty. Yeah. I said, fuck, do I go to the guys and here's another, here's another 20 and bucks? A bit, a bit like the way you felt for Paul McCartney, how but good cheap, it but, was. But yeah. cheaper, but cheaper. But this is oh, like, yeah. but this is seeing three bands that were I'll, really, I'll they were it. really good. It was a smaller venue, yeah, obviously. Oh, yeah, venue. yeah. But, you know, for 20 bucks, the sound's going to be off. It's exactly. Gonna be off. You don't expect, but when they came out, it's clear. Yeah. It was nice. You heard everything the way it's supposed to be. And they sounded like their albums. Yeah. The Dead Daisies sounded exactly like their albums. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And that—that's for me was like in, like the best twenty bucks in. I don't it know. Was, how many it was years. a pleasant surprise. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's been a long time I, that I've I've gone to where, something. Where was it? At the Metropolis. No, no, no. Fofun Electric. Fofun. The Fofuns. Now, for those who don't know what the Fofun Electric is, it's a. It used to be a grunge, grunge, grunge or punk band, punk, punk, punk rock, punk, punk, punk rock place place uh, back in the 80s and they're still around in Montreal and that place closed down years ago and no. they're still and they still have bands playing there and uh, we went to see the Dead Daisies to, to be quite honest there's not a ton of places where bands can play you know they, they no, no. Yes, you're right you have you have, you have there Metropolis you have Metropolis but a small venue where a band can play like a, an unknown man could just go there's not a ton the Jesus <laughs> well, you have Club yeah. Soda and you have... They closed, um, they closed down Corona. Uh, yeah, Club Corona. Soda. Yeah. And they were park uh, where, was Expo, where Club Soda used to be before. They call something else now. On, uh, on Park? Theater? Yeah, on Park. I think it's yeah. called Park Theater. I think it's called... They closed down Spectrum? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not... The building's not the there brick? No, but it's still a venue. Yeah, yeah the old the brick. brick. Um, then Pioneer too. was it was also uh, yeah. rock bands there. That's closed. Yeah. So the, the thing is, is that that's a thing that's a shame, especially Quebec, where there is a culture of like either French or English. There's a culture of, of, of music, music. Yeah. Yeah. of rock, and it's kind of like it's it seems like it's dying off. You have less and less venues where you can play a li have a live band play. You have less and less radio play for rock in Montreal. You have to go onto you know Google Music, Apple Music, and stuff like that to get your rock fix type of thing. Especially for the new, the new stuff, the that newer comes stuff out. that comes out, yeah. Uh, but I think that's the and, and you know what the playground, American... playground, that's Thank it. You. Playground, ah, okay, sorry, playground. It's the the first group who sang on out of those three groups from Montreal, and they were very good. I was surprised that they were playground. Yeah, they were that good. Who was the band that opened for Def Leppard when we went to see them? Oh yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. were the freaking awesome. With the woman singing, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were supposed to come out with an, an LP at one point. I forgot um, the name of it. Is it a Montreal group? Yeah, it's a Montreal, yeah, a Montreal group. group. The one we would see that with the cult, who opened for the cult. No, it wasn't them. No? But I, yeah, they were good too. But what was it with their cult? I forgot. It's true, they, they were good. They, 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 were, they were really, 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 really good. good. Um, and when you see those bands that, you know, they, these opening acts that are really good, it's a nice surprise. Yeah. It's a but really I nice think surprise. it's a slightly mm -hmm. different than it used to be like 20, 30 years ago. Like now... Like before, in order to have an opening act, unless you're a triple-A band where the opening act is usually somewhat on the rise. Yeah. But now you can go on the internet, your auditions are YouTube. Any band now has a YouTube channel. Yeah. You can view their stuff. Sure. It's like, hey, I want them. I'm coming to Montreal. Okay, here's a bunch of Montreal bands. You, you vet them. Okay, I want these guys. So now you have a lot, you have better bands that are, are that end up being opening acts there's really good bands out there yeah there are and i think you want a better band I, if you go to a show and you're spending that much money i don't think like 
30 years ago or whatever 20 years when we saw yeah. a show sometimes the opening act was like so-so because you were waiting for that top the million. main yeah. one the yeah. main. so they were just there to fill the time often you didn't even cut you didn't show sometimes up people, yeah some people didn't even show up yeah. but now if you're there you want the band to be good you know especially if you spend like now concert tickets are minimum 100 bucks 100 bucks now some people that's that's a lot of money for them. Yeah, it is. You know, so I mean, for me, if I'm gonna go there, the opening act should be decent, minimum. If I if I don't like them, I feel like I got ripped off, you know, because you're wasting my time and you just wasted my money. Mm-hmm. So that's an awesome segue to the Kiss final tour. Yeah, see, see the way you mixed into it all of things, eh? all three together. That's great. That's eh, great. Uh, that was a now, great do you scene. think you guys, you think it's really their final tour? I think personally, yes. I, I think, think so. yes. I think I think this time I believe them. Well, I think they're gonna finish. Well, I was, finish with a bang. I was listening to Paul Stanley on a show, and he was saying that it's hard to do this now at his age with forty pounds worth of stuff on the boots, the whatever the, the studs. Yeah. It's forty pounds worth of. It's like a fireman, right? And he goes, if I was just like you two or Tom Petty and or whatever, that they're just in jeans, I could do this till I'm eighty. Are they gonna keep touring after? Without the makeup and out this oh, shit, okay, maybe are they gonna replace the, the replace him with someone else, Paul Stanley? Well, he said because their their view a few years back they wanted Kiss to continue. to continue forever. So you put people in, ma- in makeup, but you just continue oh, with okay. different people. Yeah, I, I, yeah. some, the thing is, is there's a difference between replacing Ace Freely yeah. and. To some people, some people still—that's a sore point still. Yes, yeah. it is a sure. sore point. Uh, some people get over, got over Peter Chris, but a lot of people still to this day yeah. are, but, are bitching for Ace. So and I get I, it. I've I listened to audiobooks and I've listened to the four Kiss books that they wrote. There's one for Paul Stanley. There's one for Gene Simmons. There's one. The only one that I feel that I trust what he says in the book is Paul Stanley. Gene Simmons isn't like Gene Simmons is like he wants business. to just it's the make business money. side him he, he, drama make money exactly he'll just say anything to, prom, to promote to just, yeah just to get his name in the paper the other ones are like Ace Freely they just have a chip on their shoulder so then no matter what happens with Kiss they're always going to criticize Kiss no matter what even if they do well or not or whatever to me personally the lineup they have now is one of the better ones they've had for a long time. You have Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer. Yeah, it's great. Uh, the only one, maybe I was surprised that they replaced him at one point, was Kulik. He was the guitarist for yeah. the longest time. Yeah, for 12 years. Yeah. Right? Um, I used to like him. Yeah. Um, and then he let, I think... Because I think, I think they were thinking of putting on the makeup and he's not going to put on makeup. I yeah. don't think he wanted to do it, in my opinion. And and Th- Tommy Thayer, for the longest time, used to be the one in the background. Yeah. He taught Ace Fraley for the reunion tour yeah. how to play his own parts. Yeah. So, I mean... Are you serious? Yeah. yeah he, te- he, he had to reteach him his own songs because he didn't remember how to play them. So, and... And 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 then, and then, he, tell, and then he says that Ace had a chip on his shoulder. But the thing is, if you listen to the band, a lot of the... I think a lot of the the, the longevity of the band falls on Paul Stanley's shoulders. A lot of people don't... Everybody that ha, that's that's a KISS fan has their favorite. Some of them it's Peter Chris, some of them it's Ace Freely. You know, the band didn't... Gene evolve, Simmons. After Ace, Ace Freely left, yeah. you know, the band didn't exist anymore. For others, it's Gene Simmons. For others, it's Paul Stanley. For me, I personally think that from looking at all the books and all the stuff that was written about the band, 
he pushed the band a lot because for for a long period of time, either Gene Simmons was the co-writer for a lot of stuff, but for a lot of the later albums, like the he wasn't 80s, there. He didn't he, stick he around. Didn't, he didn't give a shit about the band. The band was falling apart. The only one that really kind of pushed it so that it continued was Paul Stanley. And to me, having Paul Stanley getting replaced, or even Gene Simmons, which is a bitter, bigger than life personality, or the tongue. It's energy. hard. It's hard to. It's like saying, although. Bon Jovi doesn't have John Bon Jovi doesn't have the same voice as he had before, but it's like replacing a Freddie Mercury when he's still alive, or, or, or replacing a John. Bon Jovi. If, if the casting or is no. done, if the casting is the done properly, casting, Bono of U two or Bono Our original original voice. But that's the thing. So you, it's it's hard. Like for me, Kiss the voice of it, the main yeah. voice Paul is Paul Stanley. Second is Gene Simmons. You take yeah. one of those two out or both of them out. It's the main core. At that point, it's a yeah. cover band yeah. to me. Exactly. I agree. 100%. Right? So to say that it would continue without them being in the picture. But business-wise, maybe, oh, maybe they'll try it to yeah, see if it works. Try it well, years. they tried They tried for years to create the uh, KISS, uh, con- those conferences there. They did in the night, which they kind of did okay, but it was a lot of work. Uh, the, the, was KISS, the KISS... Uh, no, it was like the con- they used to do conferences. Like, a bit like you know, the, like, like, like a Comic Con. Yeah, con- like a Comic Con for Kiss Con. Yeah, kind of. But like I think con. that was just. I think it was too ahead of its time. I think it would work now, because they do it now on some of their tours when they go to Japan. They well, have these. They have these shows. They right? do it on their cruise, right? They do it on the cruise, exactly. And that's working. And, and that's working. The crew. They do the it every crew, year. What, it's the fifth, sixth one, yeah, or whatever. But for the final tour, for me. Um, is uh, you guys know I'm a huge Kiss fan. Um, I'm gonna be, I'm sad about it in a way. Um, because I, Paul Stein said there's not gonna be even a new album. It's done. Um, which I thought I'd like to see one more album, see where they're at. Um, but also, but, but for the tour, because Paul Stanley's voice, remember you? Well, you know what he said. He's working on it. And when I heard him on, he was on a show. Americans Got Talent. He sounded pretty good. He sounded good. If he stays like that. It's gonna be good if he starts losing his voice, then then we're in trouble because it's a three year tour. This one, right? It's three years. Oh, it's really a world tour. It's like, yeah. It's, it's every hard. continent. It's a three years. Um, how long can he hold his voice? I don't know. Depends you know, how they how they work it. A concert every two three nights. If he, if he if he like you know rests in between a couple days and talks and do interviews, fine. He might be able to pull this off. It's his voice is in question. That's the big thing. Because for me, the voice is. It's well, that was a big disappointment last time last I went time, to see yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, he had a hard time holding up the notes. The regular notes, never mind the high notes. He had a hard time singing. Yeah, yeah. but he, I mean, he's he, he's not exactly getting younger either. No, 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 <laughs> but you know what? He has that. He has charisma. He has something. But he, the thing is, he has the thing that's good about Gene Simmons is that he personifies the demon. Yeah. He has the demon voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? You, you, you like okay. You're the you no. Know, Paul Stanley has the Star Child like voice. Yeah. voice. It's it's just like it's it just fits the perfectly. dark and the light. Yeah. yeah. But for the tour, I that it's end of the road. I would kind of hope somewhere along the way. They do bring. I, they, there's a rumor that Ace and the band is going to open up for them, okay. which would be good and bring things kind of full circle. I know Peter Chris has, kind of retired from the music business, 
But Doesn't I think, he have a hard time with his hands. Yeah, but I think you know what? For the last, last, last show, if they ended off in Detroit, yeah, that would be bring him, bring the whole band there. The thing is, this Ace go on with no makeup, and Tommy Taylor stays. That's the weird thing. Uh, you know, I would bring Bruce Kulick in. He, he, you know, he kept them going during the '80s. Let him have a song there. Let him do, you know, Tears Are Falling or something. Um, I think Walk they should along. bring. You know, bring somebody. Yeah, absolutely. Bring, bring bring the guys back. I think for the last, if they record it for. I'm sure they're gonna do a movie, uh, a concert. Bring all these guys back. Bring even Vinnie Vincent. I know there's bad blood, but you know what? He wrote some of their best songs. But if they, that's if they agreed together, they seem to be at each other's throats. Well, yeah, Gene Simmons uh, at one of his shows. I don't know if you saw that when he was because uh, he's doing his vault thing there yeah. with Ace, and um, in the during a set he goes, "Don't worry, my voice doesn't give out like Paul Stanley." So I mean, that's your business partner. Yeah, you're gonna go on a three-year three-year tour with this guy, and you just stab them. I think that was a little low. I say stab, it's backstabbing. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, that I thought was really low from Gene, and I know. But he's known for that's the thing. He's like he's known like even Paul Stanley in his book kind of acknowledges he's an ass. Yeah. But I at the beginning of the of Kiss, he kind of affected him. And at the end, he kind of learned to live with it. So I have a feeling that he's kind of one way behind the scenes and one way in front of the camera. Maybe. But at the end of the day, Gene Simmons, you see him in an interview, he's an ass. He'll just say whatever he needs to say. To develop it. To sell merchandise, to put his name in the paper so that people don't forget who he is. Yeah. But he's very smart. That's what it is. He's very business smart, the guy. Him, whatever he says is because he's like he's saying... I'm, yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I'm going to talk for one minute, and that one minute, I want to make 10 bucks per minute. But the thing about Kiss, like, you can tell me about all the bad blood that happened in the background with Peter Chris and Ace Freely and everybody in between that happened. To me, what annoys me about Kiss is Gene Simmons. He annoys me. Like, when I hear him talk in an interview, he annoys me, and it kind of takes away yeah. from Kiss. Paul Stanley, when was the last time you heard him in the, in the newspaper for anything bad? Yeah, okay, for concerts, stuff like that, his voice wasn't great, like reviews and stuff like that. No, no, but, he, he's, but, never but he's, not, but he's never outspoken in interview. But he's not outspoken. Yeah. He, he's not... He's a smart guy. He knows what to say. He knows how to say it. But he mean, he's a smart man. He's a smart and man. And he, he acknowledges... The thing that I found humbling in his book is I find that he he knows what his limitations are and he knows that the band complete each other. Like he's not like I'm the sing I'm the front uh, I'm the front man I'm, I'm the, the band, band. I'm the band. That I'm not sure of. Well, because if you hear him sometimes, he does, because especially during the '80s when he took over, basically the '80s were the it was the Paul Stanley show. Yeah, it was all his singles that were released, and it, you notice even off Revenge, he's still kind of ticked that they didn't pick his song to be the first single. They took Unholy. But there's a reason for that. They wanted to bring back Gene Simmons. Yeah. But, but the, I mean, I think you, you hear, there was some interview where he kind of goes, the album didn't do well because they didn't release one of my songs first. But, but and again, take it for the grain of salt, for a lot of those albums that got released, like Revenge and stuff like that, it was almost a solo effort. Nobody wanted to work on the album. The original band members weren't there. The people that were, Gene Simmons didn't give a shit. Yeah. So like Gene Simmons would give him like crap yeah. Pre essentially, and they would. The, well, that was you, basically the animalized album. They said like yeah. Paul. Paul was he even took the pictures of the on the cover. Yeah. He did everything, and Gene just here's my three songs. 
fix them. And I, I remember him saying in his book that Animal Eyes, he did everything on his own. He even went to radio stations to promote the single Heavens on Fire. There was all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, Gene gave up. I think, was, I think I read now, Gene said once they took off the makeup, he felt lost. So he didn't know what to do. So he goes, I'm not this. This is not me. The 80s is not me. So I'm backing off. And Paul kind of said, well, you know what? If we want to survive, I'll take the lead. But at one point, Gene just actually jumps ship, especially mm. during Animal Eyes. And I think it was only during Revenge that really Gene came back and kind of said, okay, I'm serious about writing. I want to make some good tunes. And I think he accomplished that with Revenge. But for the Farewell Tour, is it a farewell if it's not the original band? It was only two members. Do you take it as an... I mean, well, I, I know it, they're going to end it. So I think it's the actual end of this incarnation of the makeup. I think they may go back to non-makeup year kind of thing. I, I think it's the end of the Gene and Paul era of them being so that's a farewell tour for the kiss we know of yeah paul and yeah, that makes sense makes sense not necessarily the end of kiss per se because i i think i mean either you like him or not they've been around for over 45 years they have a legacy either yeah. you like their marketing ploys or not uh they have probably probably more greatest hits albums than actual albums including the alives and so on and so forth mm. um they're the fans are going to be there for a long time. Um, so there's probably going to be like, but to me, if there's other people that replace Paul and Gene, even with Tommy Thayer there, even with, you know, whoever yeah. stays in the background, to me, it's a tribute band. It's a, yeah, it's kind of like a tribute band. With well, them. but then you, you change the characters around too. So you introduce, you know, instead of a star child. You well, at the beginning. Will it, they, will it survive at, that? But at I the beginning, know. they well, did that though. Yeah, they tried. They tried. There was, there was the Peter Fox. Chris. Yeah, there was the Fox. Fox with for, Eric Carr. Uh, Eric Carr. And then, there was the Egyptian guy for Vinnie Vince. Which didn't know, work. It didn't work. Um, and then and then when, when they started, um, I think it's one of the tours that came back at one point. Uh, they came, they went back to the and then they didn't go back. They just kept the cat and whatever. And I think the original band members were pissed as well. It's like, no, I'm the cat and I'm the space. Well, they cat. sold their rights yeah. when they were they were when they weren't making any money. Ace and Peter sold back yeah. their rights so they could use the makeup. So they can't bitch about you sold it back. You lost out. Too bad. And these guys because of their drugs or whatever they did, got kicked out of the band. That's don't bitch to them, what you did, right? Yeah. I mean. Because at that moment they thought that they were irre irreplaceable. For sure. And all of a sudden you you make another person look exactly like you. It's like, hey, it is well, forgery. Well, they, they actually, they acknowledged that, you know, the 70s was one thing. And actually what was really nice is that Paul, even Paul Stanley, and I wrote that in the review for the book, um, he acknowledges that the, the albums at the beginning were in great quality. He goes, maybe yeah. the songs were okay in terms of written, being written. But the sound quality sucked, and it's only when they started doing a live that it, it that's when it picked up, and that's where they they got that live, not bug, but they got the buzz that they were good live, right, with pyrotechnics yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and it's that's to me that was nice because I always thought their first album sucked. Like maybe there was a few songs, but they were always better live. If I listen to Live One and Live Two, well, that's what they were known for. Yes, but it. If you listen to prior to the book, you always thought like, oh, Kiss albums are always great. And then they did their live stuff and then, okay, they were better live, but their albums were great. Well, don't forget, they used to do retouch, right? On the live albums. Yeah, they're all, they're, they're all, all retouched. All suddenly yeah. went back to the studio. They all went back and they sang yeah. it in the but studio. Their, but their philosophy is not wrong. 
Like a lot of other bands gave them shit because they were doing that. That's not a real. At the time, at the time, yeah. yeah. But you know? but at the same time, it's like, well, if I fuck up on on stage and there's a note out of place, it's fine when you're in front of everyone. But when you're when you're recording it for the album, you hear those inconsistencies yeah. and you have to fix them. What they wanted to have is the same experience you would have when you were live. You don't hear those inconsistencies necessarily unless you're really fucking way off. Yeah. You don't you don't you don't hear them when you're live. Same thing as like I was saying with Paul McCartney. If you take when you take when when you take um um you know um what was I gonna say? You make me lose my fucking train of thought. <laughs> I hate you. Um, Paul McCartney. Yes, but I forgot what I was gonna say. Okay, okay. next. Well, f- uh, so we you think it's done? I, I well, think the, mer- the merchandise will be around for yeah, years to come. I, I think the kiss with makeup is done, but maybe I think I have a that little statement with Paul saying like you know if I didn't have to wear the makeup I can do this another twenty more years. But I'm, I'm thinking he may, maybe he may continue the cruise. He yeah. may continue doing other stuff, but, but not a with world, kiss. A world, world tour, tour like is this done, is done. That, that would be it. Yeah, okay, that's. That's yeah, but how many times yeah. they've been saying that? That's the last one. It's the last one. How many bands have been saying that? Well, no, they said what do the reunion tour? No, after the reunion tour, whatever. Uh, yeah, that was a. Uh, this, they did the reunion tour for Psycho. No, reunion tour Psycho Circus. And then after. Then they said that's the end. Yeah. But then they said it's the end of Peter and Ace in the band. That was that farewell to. It was farewell to them, which was you know BS. But they saw how much money they were making with the makeup again. <laughs> so, but this one, I'm. I'm hoping, I guess, in a way, it's the end. I'm hoping it's not because they're one of my favorite bands. I grew up with them. Um, but I wish, I would hope that if they do end it and they make like a live album, I'm assuming for this show. Probably. I would hope they do like a live two and add bonus studio tracks. Because Gene Simmons said they've been writing for years still and he's got songs up the wazoo. Yeah, they yeah, wanted but, to stop. But they, they, wanted, they, they stopped releasing stuff because they didn't, Want anyone to, to stream, da- it. To stream yeah. it and download it? They want, and I understand that, and that makes sense from a financial because you spend whatever hundred thousand dollars. Because look, it's it's Paul's own studio, so he's not paying anybody for his time, for the studio time. It's his own studio, so don't tell me it's costing you millions of dollars. It's your own studio. And other other groups are other groups are doing it. They're making money out of it, oh, because they're not doing it's, as much as before. Well, that's the, they that make money. The they make money with the shows now. Yeah, it's more yes, than, of course. Than the recording. But I would like to see. I would like to hear them do like a live too, where they had four bonus yeah. studio. Yeah. Put four tracks, one from each guy. Even if you want, bring Ace in, bring Peter. Have one from each guy, and have one new song. From a each good guy. concept, yeah. The last you know, concept, the live album. You know, like I think that would for me would be really nice. Cause I'd love to hear where they're at. At this point, what can they do? Can they still bring? Can like for me, Paul can always bring the magic to a song. He's got that melodic, he's got that catchy. He can make it still catchy, and and and, and grip me as 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 a listener. So I'm hoping he they would do some a couple of songs somewhere. Just add it onto a greatest hits package. That's my that's my fantasy of it. You know, you guys, do you want more material? Does does it interest you having another Kiss album, or does it do you care? I think I would have liked to have more, more original, original con- albums. Yeah. yeah. Like the last one was Psycho Circus. Which is not bad. No. No, it was not. Monster. No. Monster. Monster? Yeah. After that, yeah. They did two more albums after. Oh, yeah? I thought that was the last one. No. no. After Psycho Circus, they, uh, Paul said he didn't want to record anymore because he had such a bad time with Peter yeah. and, and, and Ace on this. 
that they said no more. But after like uh, it was a decade later, they did um, Sonic Boom. Yeah. yeah okay. And then Monster. two years after it was Monster. But now he said, uh, he goes, as much, he goes, you can write the greatest song right now. He goes, since it doesn't get played on radio, it doesn't catch on. And he goes, people are going to say, hey, great song, but where's Detroit Rock City? And he's got a valid point. But sure. I'm one of those guys that I'd like to see where the band is at at a certain point. Can they still, like for me, Monster, I thought was solid. So I still yeah, think, good I think they still have the chops to pull off another album. Even Sonic Boom, they Sonic, there was, there was, there was some, some good songs yeah. on there. Like Modern I mean, Day Delilah, yeah. I thought was one of the catchiest Kiss songs in Since Heaven's on Fire. I mean, that was just so catchy. It was the, the, You heard it once, and it was stuck in your head. But uh, for me, I'd, I would love to hear a little bit more material. I'd like to hear a little bit. Even if it's a mini album added on to The Greatest, like The Alive. I yeah, know. just extra yeah. bonus tracks would be yeah. okay. All right, so I think that's the end of that topic. We've been going on for 45 minutes on uh, different uh Well, it was a music-themed. Yeah, music-themed. music theme, yeah. yeah. So let's move our attention to Iron Fist being canceled. Yes. And I Discuss. think the, uni the universal feeling is, eh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, look, whoever, I mean, I saw the, the second season. If you looked at the first one, you all know that it wasn't the best TV series in the world. The fighting was subpar. The writing was eh. The dialogue, the the whole it thing was rivaling was... Dynasty. Okay. Now season two is a little bit better. The fighting scenes, especially the ones with the women, are quite good. But the storyline, to me, there's some loopholes in it. Uh, I'm really not surprised that they canceled it. What happens with the defenders now? Oh, he's still being. Well, maybe they'll bring him back for the That's Defenders. That's it. Like, there's, there's not another... Well, there's still talk of another Defender season, but there's nothing... Like, originally said there's one season. That's it. But now there's talk of a second, but... But that's what I was saying. Like, if they do a second one, would he be included or would he recast? No, of course he'd be included. Why not? I, I don't know. In this, one, in this one, he loses the, the Iron Fist. Basically. So, uh, spoiler yeah. alert. <laughs> if you're gonna watch it, said that first. Spoiler alert. That mentioned that enough, but but basically, he the Iron Fist becomes the uh, the the woman, the the girl, the, the girlfriend. Okay. And he and he goes out to find something different, and he he ends up finding it, and it ends really awkwardly with his new powers and stuff. Okay. But well, it's really we're, we're not gonna know what's gonna happen anyway. So it it's really matter. awkward. So I don't know. Well, maybe they might, might if they come defenders too. There, they'll tell the story of what a little he bit did. More. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, they might have a flashback. Yeah. Maybe you know what? Maybe in a in a context of defenders, the Iron Fist, the way it's done now, would work a lot more than a standalone series. Or maybe there wasn't there a comic book Luke Cage and Iron Fist together? Wasn't there a comic book years ago? That's Hero for Hires. Maybe they, could, then, maybe they would do that and bring him back for like a may, maybe something like that. But I think for him, like for me, the first season I watched Iron Fist, I. I was okay with. I thought it got better as it went along, but it took it took like the first seven episodes for me to get on board, and that's way too long for me to I get find, on board. I find the the Marvel series like they're really slow, and it takes them like there's not as many. Well, they tried to explain the character. Right? Yes, it's exact storyline. But it's because yeah. at one point you're like, all right, yeah. yeah, like the first Daredevil, I can understand why it was slow. The first Jessica Jones, first Luke Cage, I'm like, okay, I understand. 
But the second season of Daredevil was pretty much. Just uh, no, I slow. enjoyed. I enjoyed. But that it was show. really good. Like that scene of the Punisher oh. getting out of that, getting out of the prison yeah. like when he beats up everyone. Yeah. That's one of the best scenes um, in the in the whole thing. Oh, the, the fighting, the fighting the scene fight, was or the one where he's going on the staircase. Yeah, the staircase. Oh, oh one of the best fighting scene ever. In a while, yeah. I think like, I, I was, think I paused that, rewound it like twenty times. Because it was so realistic, kind of style, not like the bashing and everything. But Daredevil, I still, I still think that's the best one so far that they've done. Yeah, Jessica Jones is. is I see, uh, she's good too. She, I, she's, it's she's, okay. It's better than Iron Fist, but it's not a lot of fighting inside. It's more of a dramatic. How about, yeah, I, I how about Cage? Luke Cage, and I, I, the first I season was okay. I didn't watch the second season. Yet. But the second season, I didn't watch. But also, it, so I, I we can't, can't expect. The same level of action as for the Marvel universe that they do for the movies. Yeah, yes, the budget the TV shows. Although they're rare, very well produced and very well done, you can't expect like. But I expected a little bit more, I guess, fighting, like choreographed fighting. Like Iron Fist had a little like, bit more, but like like Jessica Jones, there's barely anything. Luke Cage never uses his powers unless absolutely necessary. It's a lot of character development, and yeah. you get to the end, and that it's like the it's always the same thing with that those TV shows. You have the introduction. There's a flashback episode. Then they're moving the movie, the the, the series along. Then they end it, the before last episode, and then the last episode is building for the season after. But the Punisher, the the Punisher, the I don't know if you guys watched it. Yeah. On, the the last episode of the season one, so where there's a major fight at the end, and it's epic. It's really really epic. Yeah. But when I find on TV, Marvel they're very in low budget, while DC is very high budget. You look at the Flash, it's very yeah. visual. Then you have the Green uh, Supergirl. You have all those uh, what's called the uh, what's called the uh, the other one uh, with all the superheroes from the they go time travel. Uh Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. It's all with special effects. Well, Marvel, they're very low budget. Then when it goes to the movie, it's the opposite. But the difference is, on the TV shows, DC didn't fall in the trap of the movies. DC, they created the shows, and they organically kind of worked together, and it became a thing. You know, it started off with The Flash. Yeah. So that was working. They did the, but they didn't rush anything. Well, I think the first one was Arrow. Yeah, yeah Arrow. Arrow. And then, but I'm saying, like, it was done... In, in an organic way, in a sense that yeah. it, it kind of melt together. Whereas the movies, they kind of too far, too they, much. They were boom. like, "Hey, this is DC. Wow. We need to catch up to MC the the Marvel universe. Yeah. Let's do four movies in two. Well, yeah, yeah that didn't work. <laughs> but that's the thing. Well, they're making really. I don't know what's going on. They're just making continuously bad decisions. Except Wonder Woman. Well, so Wonder Woman. Wonder 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 that's good. And Aquaman looks It decent. looks good. I'm, I'm hearing the yeah. advanced buzz is that it's good but not great. Which again, they can't afford that anymore. They need to bring the shit up and give us like a Winter Soldier. Give us something that's going to knock our socks off. But, you know, I just, I don't know what's happening. It's, it's always going to be compared to the MCU and Avengers 4, the, event, the next Avengers yeah. movie there. Is going to be galactic. It's, it's 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 the cream of the crop because the story has been building, building up for, that, for a decade, decade, right? Yeah. Right. That's like a that's you but can't Mar catch but, lightning and like that's yeah, one yeah, epic yeah, thing. Yeah, Marvel got lucky. I, I don't no, know. the guy is smart because if think of this way, they didn't like look at example some some of the, some of the uh, the other companies who do. They start with the biggest villain, Spider Man. Didn't belong to Marvel that time. Was Fox yeah. I think right or yeah. Sony? Yeah. yeah. They start with. 
uh, Green Goblin. First one. Green Goblin is Spider-Man's ultimate villain. You don't put the big villains first. Uh, what's it called J- DC Justice League? The first villain, Darkseid. You see, well, but Marvel well, he wasn't really there. Darkseid. No, uh, yeah. You assumed, but you know, with Darkseid, he was there already. Wasn't Darkseid already in the? No, Justice it was League? His, whatever his partner that uh, the guy with the horn. I forgot what his name is. I forgot his name right now. Uh, oh, that's, that's um, yeah. But uh, he works for Darkseid. But these guys are the army of Darkseid. Yeah, you're assuming, but we never... That we, that was apparently the plan for Snyder was it's going to get to that battle with him. But since Batman and Superman divided everybody, they got they fired him as midway through his grand scheme. So now everything is in limbo. But the whole point was for them to fight Darkseid. But even at the beginning, I don't care what Marvel tells me. That they this was planned ten years ago. If anything would have flopped in between, yeah, they would have stopped doing it. Yeah, but, but, it's, it's, but it, it, they did the same thing with the monster. They wanted to do the same thing money, with yeah. the monster. With the monster movies, movies there. You had the mummy. You had the were- werewolf. The werewolf, werewolf vampire. Yeah, and, all that. and so they're they, not working. So they wanted they wanted to do that, and look at what happened. They both flopped. Yeah, and it's dying. So to tell me, yeah, yeah, you had this predetermined plan that's ten years. That's great. You had a plan. But well, mean it's gonna... I think every every like comic books they have plans how the storyline is supposed to go. But then if the sales don't go good, then they they, they automatically they're gonna start trying to stop it because the profits are not there. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the movie. They have a plan. And, and if if the plan like it's, it's, it's like movies or comic books, it's like war. You have plan A, plan B, and plan C. If plan A doesn't work, you go to plan B, which means less movies, this, this, and this. And if plan B doesn't work, you do plan C, fast ending, boom, boom, and cancel everything out. That's what it is. And I think once, you, once you've once seen one of these Infinity Wars, mm-hmm. with all the superheroes in there, all there, and it's at really epic, and you go back to a single superhero movie, if it's not well done, I don't think you'll enjoy it. It's, one- it's a storyline. If the storyline sucks... It's, then it's not worth it. I, I don't know about DC, but they seem to have, like, Wonder Woman, there was a hunger for Wonder Woman. They've been wanting a movie for, since Linda yeah. Carter was Wonder Woman yeah. in the 70s, right? There was a hunger for it, and ended up the movie, even the movie is good, the the villain in there is kind of like, eh. Yeah. At the end, you're kind of like, ah, It was a right. CGI, boring, Yeah, bold. it was kind of, was, it was yeah. a, but it was a good, compared to everything else in the DC universe, it yeah. was a freaking Oscar winner. Yeah. But the thing is, they can't do... For whatever reason, they can't seem to create a good movie with other than now Wonder Woman and Batman. Anybody else they touch, like now they're doing the Joker, which I'm. Eh. I heard Sh- Shazam also. Sh- yeah, Shazam, yeah. I saw the yeah. pre- I, again. I don't know. Is that the Rock that's playing Shazam? He's supposed to be the bad guy. Uh, the bad guy, uh, bad guy, which is uh, Black, Black Adam. Black Adam. I don't know if he's in it though officially. I think. Um, We'll find out. We'll find out. I guess he might be at the end, like in like a post-credit okay. thing. But I, Philip was right. DC, they're in a panic mode. They they want to catch up. They're 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 too much far behind. But they don't forced. have to catch. I think they don't that, have that's to. The no. That's their problem. That's that, that's, that's their problem. And, and they're in a panic mode. But I have, yeah, but also they don't have. Sorry. No, no, go go right ahead. <laughs> I agree with you, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. We can we can end the podcast now. Dino but has agreed. A lot of the problem with DC is you don't even if you have a guy that has a vision, they change directors, producers, writers. Ever like Marvel? When was the last time you heard that? Yeah, it happened. 
with the Guardians of the Galaxy, they think they fired the, 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 the but, director. But it's yeah. one within a, a slew of movies. Because they're doing an amazing job. Well, when no. you, when yeah, the, when yeah, the profits, that, yeah, when the profits coming in. But the thing is, they didn't have DC, even if the guy, anybody had a vision, who everybody has a different vision. If let's say you were you were told, hey, you have full control of the DC universe. They'll make money. You you would have, but you would have one vision. I would have one. Steve would have another one, and Dino would have another one. Well, let's take example like like take Superman example. Everybody has a vision of how Superman is supposed to be. You know, an example. Oh, I like the Superman of the seventy. I like the Superman of the eighties or nineties or whatever. And everyone's with different opinions. Like me, example, fast fast talking about Superman. My favorite Superman is when it was was Jeff Jones and Jim Lee. They make him realistic, powerful, and he's full of himself. He knows he's the powerhouse. Well, the other one is like American apple pie with uh, with milk. Uh, don't do that. Don't get me mad. And then look at kid comes there. I can beat you. I have kryptonite. Oh, God, please leave me alone, you know? So it all depends who writes it. And some people love that Superman with the kryptonite, the weakness. And other people, like myself, can't stand it. Well, the thing about kryptonite is every time they need something to like, because in theory, nobody can beat him other than Kryptonite. No, Shazam could beat him. Uh, Shazam could be in, in, in a really no could beat him easily. Cesaro. No, no could Martian beat him. Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter. I think they should all scrap that and just create the Super Friends. Yeah. And With doing, the twins. They're doing the Wonder Twins. They're are, rebooting them. Are they? They're gonna make a As new a comic, comic book. A comic but I mean, book. like more adult oriented. Well, they, they less did. like you know a bucket of water. A bucket and a broom. And a mop. <laughs> and a mop yeah. An ice pick. Elephant. When I reviewed the Super Friends, I didn't realize this. They actually never appeared in a comic book until 1996. They no. Were, they were created, according according to the sources I saw, the, fir- the first appearance of the twins. Oh, the twins. The twins. Was was in in the nineties. It wasn't it, it wasn't in the seventies. Because I remember about a DC comic book was the Super Friends, and I don't know if the twins were and those. The yeah, first it was year, in the nineties. Yeah, the first no eighties. Oh boy, I have to find that book. It's it's in the archives. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, that's all. That's a bad magic word. Trying to find it. Yeah, but DC, I don't know. They've been uh, there. I find they just make a lot of bad mistakes. Instead, instead of just having one like Mar- Marvel, it seems it seems like they had a vision at the beginning and they kept the vision, even but though wait. they changed. The stuff they knew more or less where they were going, but I think they got lucky too. I, I, well, yeah, there's luck. No, because they did a lot of mistakes. Marvel, but remember, remember the old Marvel? Yeah, Ghost Rider. But it's not them that I, crashed. Yeah, yeah but that but, was not part of the MCU. Yeah, that's not it. No, I know, but but, the, the, but it doesn't the, count. But the thing is, they had to get to go back and look. We're trying to do a better job. But I think they had a vision for it to build to the Infinity oh, yeah. War. They oh have, yeah, of but, course. And, and they kept gonna, and they kept that vision. But it was gonna make it. Yes. Who knew? Yes. They got lucky that so far but none they, of these movies bombed. They're but, lucky. But but they had that vision. Of yeah. course, yes. Where DC, they seem to lack that vision. They they want to catch up, and well, they, they should and they should have built it up. To I think they, I think it just the, and they they didn't. And, and you know what? Uh, um, for, <coughs> I, I think I, I forget where I read it. It was Entertainment <coughs> Weekly. Where, when the first Iron Man came out, there was the writer strike. Yeah, and a lot of the movie was ad lib. Like a lot of the speeches and stuff like that were ad lib. That that right there could have just destroyed it. Destroyed yeah. the whole thing. If that movie doesn't become popular, true, that's true. At that point, and that's where Steven co- this point comes in. They got lucky. It ended up 
they got a guy that can actually it ended up working well Robert Downey Jr. is really yeah, he's and, a great actor he, I'm sure you know I mean, he but when I heard about him being Tony Stark oh, seriously no way he goes at off. the beginning but but when I went to see the movie I, look, no, I was mad when they said he was the casting one of the main becoming Tony Stark but then when I went to see Iron Man I'm like oh he's amazing Yeah, I fell in love with him this guy could have been better than that he was like he was made for that role but I was purely against it. So think of it. I was very negative when I went to, before going to the theater. And again, there, and he won, he won me over big time. And I couldn't see anybody else besides him. Because look, look at Batman. They had, what's his name? Uh, Mike, uh, what was it? Michael um, Keaton. Michael Keaton. Seriously. I look at him and yeah, I'm Batman. He he was, Batman. Yeah, but you know what? That, he was the one. The, 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 look, the best Batman was the latest one. Well, the, the story uh, yeah. the story was good in that one. Which one? The, when they rebooted Batman, the last three. Like, yeah, yeah. Dark yeah, yeah. Dark Knight. Oh, yeah, those are fantastic. Yeah. But again, best. it's a it's another it's a series that for whatever reason, even when they screw up, which is basically any movie that came out in the nineties for Batman, um, they they're able to re like come out with something that's decent. So you have the Dark Knight series and stuff like that. It's the only series they can do that. But Batman they, is easier in a sense because Batman is human. Yeah. Right? It's not like an extraterrestrial. It's not like a, a, a Norse god or whatever or an extraterrestrial. He's human trying to, you know, fix the wrongs. And I think anybody who's damaged or has been through that, it's easier for an audience to feel for that character as opposed to an extraterrestrial who's never going to die, who can't feel pain, bullets bounce off him, whatever case may be. It's harder to feel for that person because he's indestructible. But at the same Batman way, is human. But that's why I, I kind of like Wonder Woman because there's no heavy baggage. Yeah, exactly. There's not. It's, there's no mommy issues. That it's doing the right thing. It's like I, 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 maybe it's just me being superhero fatigued, but at, you know everybody has this huge freaking baggage mm. from any from you name it. No, she's mythology. You know that makes uh, a difference. Spider Man, how many times can we rehash the freaking origin story? Batman, mm. how many times can you see his, his parents getting killed in different ways? And the pearl and the, chain. And that's the another thing. These comic books, there's a whole slew of plots you could take take from. So use what, them. Yeah, you like they always go back to the but original, it, but and that's fine. But the, the thing is, back to what Phil said before, what you think will be a good storyline, then another person will disagree. That's the problem. It's the True. war with True. that. True, but still, you have different plot lines. But now, Try something different. So, this is the difference. When the MCU started, or when superhero movies started becoming a thing, you know, mid-2000s or whatever it is. Yeah, it's thousand years. Right? The stories that they wanted to go get were the original stories. Why? Because the majority of the people that would go grew see up it with that. grew up grew with up those that. particular stories. But now you've gotten to a point where you have people that read comics... But they know the alternative, the, the alternate universe. Yeah. You know, like Hulk, you, have, you know, uh, there's a bunch of different things where Hulk, uh, he's in, like, there's a... There's Planet Hulk. A, a, a Planet Hulk. You have the alternate, alternate, uh, the, the Superman with these different Supermans there. There the, was the, the... The 52. Is it 52? Yeah. Now there's That's a DC. There's another... So they never, but they never, they never exploited that in the movie. Like, do something different. DC is kind of like sticking to this same plot point and it's not working over and over and over well, again. Well, no, because they see what happens. They got gutsy with uh, Batman versus Superman, but they put like, they put... They, they put, put two movies in one. Uh, more that like, was the more like three. 
They took three of the, the, the most... They put ten movies. Well, they put... Do I hear 20? Do I hear 20? I was going to say that. 30, 35. They start out with Frank Miller because they go, oh, Batman... Dark, look, the Dark Knight. He would look good in armor on the screen. Yeah. You know? He would look great in armor on the screen. You got Flash coming in and the time travel because... It did like uh, what's it called? Was that Batman for Superman? Yeah, there was a point where Batman is in the Batcave and, and Flash comes out. He goes, uh, "Lois Lane is the key," and he's time traveling. There's so many different plot points because they're grabbing stories from different comic books and yanking and putting it in. And the only person who understands it is a person who's been reading comic books. But he's like, "Oh, they're trying to say this," but a person who never watches a comic and never seen read a comic book, they're like, "Uh, what? Yeah, what's happening?" But that's why the MCU uh? is good. Because the MCU, you could be a fan or not. They, it's an entertaining movie on its own. Yeah, because exactly. they, got, they, they, got, they got smart. They started everything from simple. Because look, it's based on a comic book. It ain't going to be exact like the comic book. We're going to make it a movie version. While DC is like, no, 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 no. Let's take the best stories of the DC universe and shove it inside the comic book and make it into a movie. And this doesn't work. Like Deadpool is Marvel, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so not really... I, well, it's Marvel. It is Marvel. Well, uh, well it well, is not, Marvel. No, they, they got bought out right now. Yeah. Marvel bought Fox. Right? But that's, uh, uh, yeah. But technically, there's there was filmed through Fox. Right? Yeah. And that's yeah, like comic uh, books. Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a Marvel it's character. X-Men. 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 Uh, it was kind of yes and no. Then it got so big that they made his own title and yeah. he's been... Because those are movies that stand alone. Yeah, you could watch them and be entertained, and even though you don't yeah. know the backstory, yeah, you don't need a crossover. Really, you don't need a crossover. It doesn't really matter. No, yeah, they're entertaining. Because Deadpool, personally, like now, especially now in the comic book, he appears in every comic book now because he sells. Because he's the Marvel's version of uh, Harlem Quinn, okay. DC. You know, like a female male. The, the, the Harlem Quinn now they put in different titles, Once in a Blue Moon, because it sells. Because people that are hot for this, people where they're like, they're good, but they're crazy. You know, and they're and they're kind of uh, insane in a sense. On the borderline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people like that. Like you. Yeah, me. Without the medication. Bada boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last I think we we've. Uh, well, now we're talking about. We went, we went from Iron Fist. To. Uh, to well, actually, well, we actually didn't cover this. Henry Cavill being Superman. Well, that's part of the same. Uh, but it's line. the same. No, basic. because saying if we, uh, are you gonna cry over it because he's got fired. He didn't get it. Did he get he fired? fired? Well, yeah. he left. Well, he I don't left. know if he's fired, left, whatever. Because um, apparently no... they wanted him to do a cameo in Shazam, and he said his schedule is booked. And suddenly they said, well, you know, now they're saying that there's no future Superman movies for the next 10 years. So do we really need you? And you're not participating in this? Whatever the case may be. Or maybe he was asking for more money because he's getting popular with the Mission Impossible. He's getting he's getting noticed now. Or right? maybe he doesn't want to lose his name for stupidity because Marvel uh, DC uh, doesn't bad scripts, maybe bad dialogues but also. also. What, uh, DC Films has a new has a new chief, right? Jeff Jones is back to comics, and uh, I forgot who the guy is. Walter something has taken over DC Films. I think maybe he's seeing that look, nothing's working. Maybe we need to reboot because they're still talking about getting rid of Ben Affleck. Well, I well, thought he left. No, now apparently he said this week, I want to do one Batman. First he said no, now he says yeah, but... Do they want him now? Do they want him? That's it. Is he well, going to be too much trouble? In terms of Batman versus Superman, if there was a silver lining, I did actually like... Batman. I liked him. I liked him. I but, liked he was Batman. good. But he I was liked, pretty I good. I liked Henry Cavill in Justice League because you started seeing the Superman that I like. Yeah. Like, he, tough... was still, he was still badass, but he had that... 
a little bit still of the Boy Scout. Like you see at the end when he's teasing the Flash and you do the race, you know, if you lose, you're out of the Justice League. He had that still, that Boy Scout thing They mixed, yeah. But they showed him as a badass as he was destroying the whole Justice League in that fight Because he is a powerhouse. He's supposed to be, you know? He's the and I think they finally, Henry Cavill was starting to get into the, they were giving him Superman that we all love. But now it's, now that he's gone, it's too bad. I don't know. Speaking of a badass, Thor, and spoiler alert, uh, Thor in the last uh, Avenger movie. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, he destroys everything. (laughs) He just comes in and he just, like the last like 10 minutes, you just see him come through and just annihilates everyone. The last scene. Of uh, which event, uh, the Avengers, Avengers. Uh, the, uh, Infinity War. Infinity War. Infinity War. Yeah. Oh, when the battlefield in Africa. Yeah. Well, because he he, 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 comes, he comes back, but it's because I didn't expect it. I expected him to make an impact, but not just to like four. <laughs> well, because like, right. he's trying to say his hammer got more. It's more powerful than before, yeah. Yeah. and also, it's like the, the those those characters that were there. He doesn't he doesn't have to control his, his anger and strength to not kill them. Because they might they might get injured. They're, they're monsters. So he goes, I can, I can unleash my full force. Because okay. they're they're just monsters. Completely. Just, there's just something about there's just that magic that MC the MCU they, they, yeah, have that they, DC just. It's the dialogue. Come look at the look at DC. It's more than that. It's, it's more than more just than the dialogue. The, the plot line. It's you more than. You know what? You like the, the MCU. Not one person that's acted in a superhero character. That you say you don't like. Most people like the Captain America, Iron Man. Uh, They're all well done. Thor. But but, but the, the actors make a difference in how yeah. the, the yeah. I pick a picture Iron Man without uh, Robert, Robert Downey Jr. I have trouble picturing anybody else in that in that character. But the thing is, if example look at Ben Affleck. Okay, he's I see him. What was it called? The one that uh, the accountant. Oh, the accountant. Amazing. Okay, I love Ben Affleck and the accountant. Okay, yeah. and a great story and everything. Then you see him Batman, they give him the worst dialogue. If I cut you, you bleed. You bleed like everybody else. Seriously! The worst di- the, the second worst dialogue I've heard of that one there was Storm. When he goes, you know what happens when a thunder, when, when lightning hits a, hits, a, uh, hits a toad? It dies like, it gets electrocuted like everything else. I go, seriously, just say it croaks. I w- My nephew was next to me, he was laughing his head off. He goes, DJ, that was good. I go, seriously, I just thought of right now. It croaks, and it goes just like everything else. I go and because and, and, because even like Marvel, the X Men, the X Men sucked. The X Men, the first one was good, and then the with first the first two were good. The first two, then with the guy with the guy. Days of Mag- Future Past was good. Oh yeah, but Magneto with the bridge. Oh, that's the third one. But yeah, but that was the director. I hate oh that my god, it was, uh, it was Rob, so yeah, that was a whatever his name is, the guy who did the uh, Rush Hour movies. He's, he was not made for that. No, uh, the, the bridge, the lift of the bridge is daylight. When they reached the, the prison, it was night. But yeah, like, but seriously, yeah, it, it took the time to travel. It, it, it was, yeah, he's it not, was, a, he's not so a rocket ship. So why lift up a bridge? Lift up a boat. It's faster. But why don't you just sit on the boat and drive it? God, why, bloody why, why, why lift it? Oh my <laughs> god! Just walk. Just walk. You know, it's run. Maybe run. that's why it was I'll night. Th- I'll th- I'll finish <laughs> up. When, look, for me, for example, I was a Marvel fanatic in comic books for over twenty years. Then when, when DC came out with 52 and, and, and Disney World bought Marvel, Marvel's, like, comic books, I'm sorry, comic books, sucked. Comic movies was still great. DC came out with the new 52. Amazing. They came out with uh, yeah, the one. The new 52 is what? Because what happens, the uni- what happens, something, uh, anomaly, a powerful being went to the new universe, DC universe, and recreated, recreated the whole 
DC Universe. Okay. So it became the new 52. 52 titles. The 52, 52 titles, titles oh, okay. but, but they, call it, 50, they okay. call it the 52. Okay. okay. And then the, the, the universe got re- restarted again. So now you have Superman with a new costume. He doesn't know Lois Lane yet. You know, it's everything restarted all over again. They they rebooted. Yeah, rebooted. Yeah, rebooted, entire, yeah. All, all their titles? All of them, all of them. Most, most of the titles, yeah. Uh, because I don't, I don't, I don't read all fifty-two there, but it was. Now they rebooted again after. And then they rebooted it again, but the first fifty-two with Jeff Jones I doing just the just League. Like, it's such a scapegoat. It's like now they don't know what to do. Eh, we'll reboot. Oh yeah. Well, it's because it probably worked, but they probably saw. They're it's still the, in the beginning. Yeah. Look, they're, and, they're, and, you and, have your core fans. It's a, it's a bit like the 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 DVDs back in the day where you had twenty million different versions of the same movie. And people would go and buy it. Oh, this is a new well, version. Even movies, everything is recycled. There's no original. There's not too many original movies now. Well, that's that's another subject for another podcast yeah, 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 for sure. Because <laughs> I got a lot to say. And on then that. The, <laughs> and, and comic books, the only place that happens that all superheroes, super villains get killed so many times and get get, get revived later on. Well, that's the thing. Like even now, the Infinity War, the second part, there, whatever. It's like everybody's thinking of what's going to be happening. They can't. It's impossible to kill everyone else. Everyone else. There's some of them that are gonna be, and then there's also in the in the Wolverine's gonna come on the ground. It's an Inzio. All right. So I think this is. Uh, I think we've we've spoken about this topic long enough. Last topic of the evening, or afternoon, or whatever this is. Uh, the new Creed two, the next movie in the Rocky series, or I guess the spinoff of the Rocky series. I see Which the, this one in stars uh, Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren rekindling their uh, their hate for each other, um, and obviously Sylvester Stallone is coaching um, coaching Creed and Dolph Lundgren. I think it's a skid. It's a skid, yeah. There. And uh, it's going to be released. I don't know when. When is it released? It's November, I think. Or November. So it's pretty soon, then. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's coming out soon. Is, will it be a hit or a miss? I think it's going to be a hit. hit. I say it's a hit. It's a new generation it's of Rocky. Be, yeah, it's going to be a hit based on the the fact that Creed was a hit. Yeah. yeah. People are going to want to go see it. And plus he was the main guy in uh, Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, for those that didn't necessarily watch the original Rocky movies, I think there's going to be something that could potentially be new. I just don't want it to... Well, my personal feeling is I don't want it to be a rehash of the original Rocky Four. Which they can't really be. No, they can't. Really they're, 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 there's no Cold War anymore. It's not Russia. But they can make... Because think of it. Creed itself is very similar to the like when he's, he first becomes Rocky. No, because Rocky was poor. He was living walking in a slaughterhouse. And he had a normal place. While him, he was, he was a, from a rich family. Well, yeah, but the same... You see the same things. Well, Box is all the same story. It's all a drive... To be the best of the, the, what they are. Dude, you're doing a lot of gestures. We're not yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We can't see you. They can't see you. Doing I it. agree with you, Philip. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's going to be a hit. I'm, I'm like Philip. I'm a little worried that they're going to maybe try to redo Rocky Four. I don't know if that'll work. Like, if you see, like, I know it sounds stupid, but if you see, like, uh, a training montage outside in the snow. Something like I think that. they're gonna. There might be. Some, I'm sure there's gonna be. Some in the preview, stuff. you see stuff like that. You see, you know, you know when the in the original in the Rocky Four, you have the Russians training with yeah. all the machines. Stuff. Yeah, you see something similar with the Russian guy. Oh, a different training style. Well, yeah. well, yeah, but it's something like so. It'll make you realize that it's something similar. Now, does it stop there, or is it more well, look, like Stallone, Stallone's writing this one, right? Yeah, He's writing. 
Look, he's most of the Rocky. There's only Rocky Five I did not like, um, so I'm pretty much sure I will enjoy this. Look, I said I wasn't gonna like Creed, and I was blown away. So I'm sure this is gonna be at least a solid follow-up for sure. Yeah, um, I think it'll be. Why, why we needed to get Dolph Lundgren in on it, I'm not sure. Well, it's... was it necessary? I'm, well, it's I'm part not of, sure. It's part of the storyline. Yeah, it's it, it's more interesting. Knowing and... that, you get the older generation Cause, involved. Because technically speaking, Dolph Lundgren killed Apollo Creed, right? So, yeah. so it's going to bring this full circle. So it's gonna, yeah, exactly. It's going to kind of in that in that sense, kind of like the revenge. So he's going to win and like clear his dad's name or his name. Like I, that's what I, I'm. Thinking. I'm guessing it's the clear. But that's that's the Hollywood thing. Yeah, and I think that's what people would expect. So maybe it's the other way around. Maybe he'll maybe he'll lose. He'll lose. You know? And then or the no, third one, he'll do a comeback or something. Yeah. Or maybe he, he, he like his chance of he wants to kill the, the son to get because now you know how it feels to lose someone you love, but at the last minute he goes there. No, forget about it. I'll be, I'm, a, I'm a better man. Yeah. See, well, I, I think it's gonna make his money. Like anything else, it's gonna drop in the second week. So it's gonna make uh, no, it's fifty, sixty million in the first week. Well, don't forget the certain movies. It lasts over a month. Look at the what's it called uh, Deadpool survived Black Panther. Black but it's different. It's different. Yeah, but, it's few, but it's few and far in between, though. Yeah, yeah I know. There's not too many. I I mean, I, we were off off uh, the podcast. We were talking about um, skyscraper and uh, rampage. They didn't last very long. No. Then you have other in the top five, anyways. That's for sure. Yeah. No, look. I think it's one out of out of like easy twenty movies that lasts over a month. All the rest, as you, say, you, you agree with you, the first week, but bang, those and then the, it Those dies are out. the surprises. Those are the ones that you don't expect. Like, like Mission Impossible. Like, I well, the Mission Impossible, you know what? I, I, I expected it because, you know what? Since the third one, they've been getting better and better, and you know what? And which They're, one's getting worse? James Bond. Thank you. <laughs> he acknowledges it. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> James, Bond, James Bond hasn't been... Oh, my God. The first one was the best. The That's it. Year, right? that they're, they're, well, they're delayed because the director left, right? So now they're stuck. But I know there's somebody else rumored. I forgot who it was. So it could get back on track. It might come out 2020. I'm assuming it's going to be pushed to 2020 without a director. Because I don't know if he's agreed to the script. But uh, look, I, I love James Bond always. Uh, but look, it, James Bond did good and bad. I liked what they did with Daniel Craig. Uh, the fans, I think what hurt was with the second film, Quantum of Solace, um, it's the first actually James Bond film that is a direct sequel. And it picks up directly right after Quantum. And it's the first film to do that. Only the books do that. But this is the first film to do that. And I think people just got lost, didn't understand. And it's also... We're seeing James Bond before James Bond. He's becoming this character with Quantum. He's discovering who Bond is. He's making his drink. He's discovering that you can't trust anybody. He understands he's disposable now. He's just he's just a number. He's 007. He's a number. He's coming to terms with this. And, and people just thought he's going to be back going, my name is Bond, James Bond, seducing every girl, having fancy cars and 55 million gadgets. And it's not the case. It was developing that character, but suddenly when people got bitchy about it, yeah, they went back and said, "Oh no, no! Now it's going to be Spectre, and we're going to go back to the old ways." So you started this reboot to go back to the old way. That's why now it's in a state of flux, and no one's going to be happy until they make a decision, stick to it, and run its course. You're going to piss off some fans. It's like Star Trek. 
Some people are pissed at the new Star Trek. Some people love it. I love it. This is going to be the same thing with Bond. But if you're going to redo the character and show his transition, then either do it all the way or not at all. And they, they're playing. They're, yes, we are. No, yeah. Oh, no, we're bringing Spectre in. Because you know, like, there's better movies now that have the same type of spy. Well, Gen- agent, the Gentleman's yeah. Club. Amazing. Gen- the Gentleman's the Club, yeah. yeah. yeah the, the, the Bourne Kingsman, movies Kingsman, are sorry. good. Kingsman. The Bourne sure. movies. The they're Jason good, Bourne. yeah. But I mean, like I said, James Bond, I think if they would have stuck to their guns after Quantum of Solace... It probably would have been good. They, yes. People so would have been more modernized. It, They'd modernize, but at one point, like they said, when they saw all the bad people go, what's this? Why did it just start with a car chase? Because it's picking up directly after Casino Royale. He shot the guy, he put him in his car, and he's driving back to Q and to M and whatever. He's driving back with this guy yeah. that he captured. But people are like, what's this? And how come he doesn't have his drink? And blah, 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 blah. They're, they said in the beginning, they're rebooting the character from modern times. They're showing how he becomes the guy that we know. That you grew up with, because we've seen it now for forty years. We want to see it, now how we become. It, it was a good vision. It's a good vision. Yeah. But they got scared, and they yeah. backed up and said, "Okay, you know what? Since people are scared and don't like, we're gonna bring back Spectre, the guy with the little cat, and it's his brother. And you know what's worse? What's more sad than brothers who don't love each other? And that became stupid. It became like nineteen sixty eight again. And yeah. I was like, okay, we're bad. 20- bad dialogue also. It was okay dialogue, but but the, no. it was stupid with the girl that she hates him, and I mean, thirty seconds you. later, I love you, I love you, and I and I can't live. And then you know, like, she's a marksman. She was taught how to kill, and when he's escaping the plant, he's holding her hand. He goes, no, no, I'll take the gun and I'll start shooting five hundred guys with my one gun, and you put you don't have a gun, although you studied in it. For me, there's they went too fast to old school Bond, and they didn't they didn't follow through. They could have really done something amazing. Because you got Craig, who's a good actor. You had uh, the director, who was good too. But I think they dropped the ball, and now they're scared. And now this one is even scarier because now I don't think they know what to do. Now, if you think of it, James Bond and Mission Impossible wasn't like Marvel and DC. Well, they kind of you know. The thing is, there used to, to be a, a chance. Yeah, but, but, look, but the thing is, there used to be a distinction between MI and James Bond. That kind of is becoming blurred. Yeah. Yeah. And to be honest, the superior right now, as of this moment, the superior franchise for me right now is MI. Oh yeah, yeah for sure, it's humongous. The last when I went to see Fallout, I I just I was like, eh, okay, it's the only thing that's really out that I wanted to go see. It's it was I'm not saying the plot was amazing and the oh, dialogue was pretty good, but I it was but, entertaining. But the oh, thing yeah. is, it was perfect a perfect balance between action, suspense. And a bit of comedy, espionage. It was a perfect. Yeah, everything. Everything was good. Whereas I find James Bond now is a little bit unbalanced. It doesn't. It doesn't know what it's going for. So sometimes you have like a sequence of like thirty minutes where it's full action, and then it's like dead. And then after that, it goes like it. Yeah. it but it, also, we got to remember, but James Bond's been out for forty years before, right? Yeah. So the. They're they form- haven't adapted. Basically, they have a time. formula. No, exactly. They yeah, have a that's, formula. That's what it is. They think they tried to adapt. It started like Casino Royale, but it didn't make money. Quantum of Solace? No, or, the one after. Uh, Spectre? No, no. Then it was no. Was it Skyfall? Made money. Made the biggest amount of money. Yeah, for Skyfall it. was the one with Adele. That same. Yeah, story. and then 
the next one, the Spectre, made money. It made a lot of money, but it just went back to the basic bond because they got scared. People were going, well, you know, what are you doing? He doesn't have his drink. He doesn't. That's the third one. But that's the whole point. It was the, like they said in the beginning, they're showing how he's going to become, what influenced his decisions to be this character. Do you think it's time for, for them to change Daniel Craig? Well, he's to doing give one a new more. Face to, like, you know how they kind of, like, you know, you got Sean Connery, Roger Moore. Uh, no. Well, if, they, if they're gonna okay, like Daniel Craig, he wants to do one more. He wants to do a good one. Yeah, get the get the guy who directed Casino Royale because he's I forgot his name. I'm sorry. He's the one that did the first one with Pierce Brosnan, Goldeneye, which is the best one with Pierce Brosnan, and then he did Casino Royale, which is the best one with Craig. This guy seems to have to understand how Bond ticks. Bring him back, end it on a high note, and then you know what? Wait two three years, cool down. Get brainstorm, Think start from yeah. scratch, and just say, you know, make this one that they blow up the MI6, destroy it, and restructure. And they restructure. They get a new 007 program, and that's when you can reboot the character. Yeah. And, and do it that way. way. And at the same time, you don't know if the the the, James, the original James Bond, Craig, is if is he dead or not? Was he was he? And he can even make him a bad guy after like he comes oh, back whatever, out of the yeah. ashes and just say that he's he, the bad guy. Yes, he, he got he, fucked over. You know, he got well, they let no. him die. Or maybe when when he went down there, that he is his mental yeah, brain he lost his, lost he lost his, his mind because you know doing all that stuff in real life. If it re, be real, I think at one point if you do that for you, ten you pull years, Jason Bourne. <laughs> yeah, you you you'd lose your mind, right? Yeah. And I think they should show that. Maybe the last one have him, maybe even go into an asylum at the mental end depression. Have a have a breakdown. Have a break. Like, how the fuck did you survive all this but and be intact? But it, it feels like um, it's something that could have been on the shelf for a long period of time until they had something solid. And it feels like it's the 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 studios that are pushing because it makes money to absolutely get it out of the gate so they didn't get to have something. But to me, if you don't have something that's, that's you know... Uh, yeah, well, they're seeing money. They're seeing... The, on average, look, the James Bond make, what, $400 million? 500 no 400 million worldwide yeah whether good or not you make 400 yeah. million yeah do you somebody who goes do i give a damn if the script is good we're almost guaranteed almost guaranteed because of the fan base 400 million dollars in revenue so there you go but as a fan you get hurt but like i said they had an opportunity i think they dropped the ball i think what they should do if this is the end with craig end it all destroy mi6 make Daniel Craig, like in an asylum, that he lost his mind. Take two, three years, four years, five years. Take your time. Write, like, do like Marvel. Plan it out, and stick to your guns. And think and, of a storyline. And think of a good storyline, and find a couple of guys. You know what? If they want a black Bond, uh, go for it. If you want, uh, and I don't care who it is, as long as it's, you know, I don't care. I don't care. Black, white, Chinese. Give me a good story. And I'll probably do an example. In the, in the you start one, there's three different James Bonds, James Bond 005, 006, 007, and then slowly but surely one gets killed off, and the other one, one gets from killed Montreal. off. No, but just saying. And then you have them all getting killed off except except one of them, and you <laughs> yes, go who's who, and it's what Stephen says. You get them killed killed off, and one survives, and then they find out slowly but surely each movie, it's it's well, the uh, Craig. Do like Doctor Who. They 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 re they re they every kill year, every almost. couple of years every three seasons they change the character he gets you know and this time is a woman into a new being you know what kill kill Bond because he's just a number kill yeah. Bond and have somebody else take and just show him get killed and they say have this new guy step up and say you're 
Do it that way if you have to to change the character. But it's got to be for, and maybe like they only get to do two films, and but, as you, and move on. But think of this concept. Look, think of, they come out a new James Bond, and then at the end of the, uh, the end of the the movie, he gets shot in the head, and then another James Bond comes out, and the guy goes, "Who's killing off all the James Bond?" You know who's who's who has a, a match against and James bring Bond? Back Pierce Brosnan, and he's doing it. You know, or yeah, or Pierce Brosnan or Craig. Bring yeah. back Sean Connery. <laughs> Sean Connery. He's retired and he won't come out. Yeah, yeah, he's cutting his money. Mo, that's the Sean your money. I have lots of money in the bank. Who's the only the only Bond that's actually dead is uh, Roger, Roger Moore. Roger Moore. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That'd be cool if they would have. Like, yeah. I'm not saying it's the last one because it'll never be a last one there because it's a franchise until it's Oh, well, Daniel Craig ended up and have like Pierce Brosnan come in as the villain. Yeah. And say, so, you know what? The, you, you, like, like uh, what's his name uh, in Skyfall? Javier, he was he was in 007, right? Yeah. But do it better because they had, like them they, too, with their villains. They have great actors lately to play the villain and they do nothing. Yeah. The last two guys were arguably the best actors they had as villains. Christopher Waltz or whatever. Yeah. And... He did, you know, cuckoo. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's your fucking catchphrase. The worst right? dog. Yeah. It's you, ever, you know what the cuckoo bird says? Let me guess. Hold on. You're going to say cuckoo, cuckoo. I'm like, oh my God. You know? He had this guy, because if you saw him in, in Glorious Bastards, yeah. he was so Amazing. intense and scary. Yeah. You he's, had a creep, that. he's a creepy actor. He's a, yeah. So he would have been Good, yeah. Like a serial killer. Like when I saw Javier in No Country for yeah. Old Men, I said to you, we have a Bond villain over here. True. And he's a Bond villain. And then you're like, the scariest thing he did is pull out his teeth and show that his face is deformed. Okay. Or he touched Daniel Craig's thigh and goes, have you ever been with a man? You know what? It's 2018. We're not we're not homophobes anymore. That's not going to scare us. We're not? No, we're not. Off my knees! Off my knees! Those, oh God, I hope those are your keys, Johnny. <laughs> like I said, they had great actors. The last two are arguably the best actors they've had. To play villains in a yeah. long time, and they dropped the ball because you had Craig, who's awesome. If imagine you had a villain who's just as awesome and giving him, you know, a run for his money. They're just like DC Universe. That's what I can tell you. But that's it, you know. Fast comparison. Because if you look at Tom Cruise, he's running for his life. He gets the shit beat out of him doing his one. He, he, he's he not lucky. In, not lucky in love. No, he's not lucky in love. Well, maybe now that at the end they kind of look, they're gonna. Fall. Well, yeah. But he go. His ribs are broken. He breaks his arm. He's limping. He's just... Bond at the end of the movie. His hair is still perfect. He's it's got a one it's scratched. Really, yeah, well, except Royale. Right? Yeah, because Royale was, really was bad, not right? bad. Yeah, because at least he was built. You know, even you showed him drinking. He's shaking. They should have showed that more, and showed that he's human. I think then you would be more engaged in this character as opposed to seeing her. He's gonna fly through. And That's where it didn't evolve. That's, That's where it. the the, yeah. the yeah. series didn't evolve. Where like the they born, showed, okay, the they born or Mission Impossible, where they're they the showed well, wrong, well, well born, uh, born was the the first one that before Mission Impossible that a super agent looked very realistic. Yeah, the fighting sequence was amazing. He would would run. He'd be out of breath. He will you you cause would, nausea. Some no. of the fight scenes couldn't cause nausea. Yeah. They're, they're pretty intense. That that yeah. moving camera. That, I hated that though. That's the one thing I didn't hate about the Bourne was the movie. True. That pissed me off. That. I and then there's a whole slew of movies that tried that. Yeah. Well, it's because it was kind of like now. See, the thing is, it's it's it when something is popular, like off the bat, like it's then people try to copy it. Like now, you had John Wick that kind of had that that 
yes. style of action, right? Where it's like, boom, like there's actually the atomic and bomb. now and now there's a, you're starting to see in more action movies the similar type yeah. of 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 uh, style of style. So they're just copying. It's just that just that at one point it's like, okay, could you finish the fight already? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's right. and I could just imagine, like, and I saw it on a small screen. I could just imagine on the big screen where I think we saw the Bournes on the big screen. And one of them, we one, all yeah. got, we all got sick. I think at one of them, right? Was it with us that we went to see Bourne and we all got sick that one day? Because we I think you guys got no. That was another movie with with Mike. Yeah, but it was one of them one of the Bourne movies? I think we all got sick that day. I don't know if we yeah, ate bad I, food I, and the movements. We just I'm was that Transformer? He's sweating. We're all sweating. Me sweat. <laughs> yeah. yeah so i think uh so uh yeah so that was our discussion on started with creed 2 <laughs> to james bond james somehow bond, which is a typical theme in this podcast where we go into a rat hole and we just continue going down uh <laughs> so uh, this was the podcast for this week thank you everyone for listening if you want to look at our reviews, you can go to aroundtable.ca where you can see reviews of TVs, movies, and um, music. Um, we have a few segments, uh, Be Movies of Our Youth, uh, where we review old movies. Um, I have... Uh, Don't forget the comics and the video comics, games. Comics like and you. video games as well, where I've re- the last few games that I reviewed were eh, not <laughs> that great. Um Oh yeah, the last one was like psychedelic. I don't know what the fuck they were on. Like I, I, I even had some people on my stream going, "What the hell is this game?" I go, "It looked good. It looked like a, it looked like you know a first person discovery game where you're like on a ship, and the idea was like you were supposed to, um, you were you're supposed to like you have a storyline you have to evolve and this and that. But it's like, the thing is, it's not well fleshed out at the beginning. It's not well fleshed out at the beginning, and. Um, it just it's psychedelic at one point there's like a bunch of colors like that you have to be on acid like, and it actually tells you at the beginning may cause seizures and I'm like eh okay <laughs> alright that's good anyway so that was the review uh, uh, for the gaming review um, we've had a, we had our uh, Paul McCartney which was our I think was our first icon award yes yeah for a long time yeah I think the first what was the first one I gave uh, Sigourney Weaver right or something no who was the first icon I, I gave in our, on our website so there was Paul McCartney. You just, you yeah, I, I gave Icon and George Harrison came out. I think George Harrison's coming out. So and we have our newsletter that's going to be coming out every month. Uh, where twice you, a month. Twice a month. Twice a month. Yes. So uh, so you get the, the top the top uh, uh, articles that we write every every uh, every month. So on that, have a wonderful week, month, whatever year this the next podcast may be. In four months. And uh, have a wonderful week. Have a good one. Ciao. 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 I agree with you, Philip. <laughs> <laughs>